All right, we on. Be a little chill this week, you know. <laughs> Why this sound kind of sensual? Hey, you know, you know. Hey, look, they tuned into the wrong podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After hours podcast <laughs> from the after hours, bro. Oh, bathrooms and wine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's the wine and done. Yeah, let your girl yeah, listen to this podcast life. this week. Podcast. Yeah. About sport. <laughs> let your girl listen to the podcast this week. You know, get that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> man, you make me sick. <laughs> alright, man. Alright, 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 alright. So, hey. hello everyone. We took a week off. Uh, for eating purposes, we back and we <laughs> we you know packed. Kyrie say he, he don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Kyrie said, "Fuck so we just gonna call it Happy Eat Day." <laughs> happy <laughs> we celebrated Happy Eat Day. Yo, uh, that man Kyrie said, yeah, "Fuck we Thanksgiving." Off. And there was a lot of stuff that happened, sort of in our absence. So we're gonna sort of recap the stuff we missed, and uh, we're glad to be back. This is the From Deep Podcast. I'm Church at Coffin War God on Twitter. And I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, because they may have forgotten. Yo, 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 welcome to the From Deep Podcast. This is, uh, Dev, otherwise known as Dude Named Dev on Twitter. <laughs> I can't do the sensual <laughs> voice, bro. I tried. Hey, yo, uh, Dev, uh, Dude Named Dev on Twitter. Y'all know the deal. Go follow us, From Deep Pod, on Twitter. Let's get into these topics, bro. I'm ready, man. First off, though, Dev, you know what I never thought of is that your you, your Twitter ad really reminds me of like something a youth pastor. <laughs> you, hey, dude named Dev at gmail.com. <laughs> bro, I literally could not think of anything else, bro. I was just coming up with the ad, and I was like, yeah, man, it makes sense considering how much you do at church. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, I'm just a dude. Like, pastor. it's just. My thing is, I'm just regular, bro. Just a just a dude named. I couldn't put nigga named it. Can I? No. I don't know. I don't know if Twitter allowed that. Two hey, Q's. Two Q's. Nigga named it. Yeah. Nah. Then all the white people look at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, getting into the NBA, there's yeah, always yeah. drama. Always. And like, thankfully, we avoided a certain topic concerning Dwight Howard. <laughs> Today. oh my god yeah if you know yeah. if you know you know if you know if you, you know. know you know so we're not even going to talk about that anyway <laughs> hey look as, so, as shannon sharp said what do you say that man sets life is <laughs> none of my business that is none of my concern we're not speaking it's on none that. of our concern we're not speaking on it so first topic of the day is uh the ongoing markel fultz situation it's reported that he's no longer in the sixers plans as him and his agents seek a new team and also further treatment uh for his shoulder um hmm (laughs) you know in this this whole situation it's been two years right who do you think like shoulders most of the blame do you think it's it's markel for not getting right like is it is it all on him or is the sixers for not supporting him the way that they needed like what do you think is going Man. on with him and and like what's next for him Deb? to be honest i really put this on markel and mm-hmm. that, that's kind of interesting to say but the Sixers drafted markel based on how his play was like he was a number one pick for a reason they're not just yeah. gonna pick a number one pick just because you know off of what they got and then you know he gets there 
and what they received for you know that pick is just like Markel just hasn't I, I don't know what happened was it a confidence thing was it something internally that was going on but I, I just don't know like maybe they should have supported him some more but at the same time if we use a number one pick on you we expect you to show some kind of potential and you know even before all this started he wasn't really showing any potential like that when he was playing and then all these things happened the shoulder the the shot the free throw I mean mm-hmm. it just he just turned into into a completely different player so I'm putting this on Markel um I do hope that whatever's going on I hope he gets better as far as like the mental block or the confidence whatever it is I hope it changes maybe he's just pulling a Kawhi maybe he just doesn't want to play for the 76ers and this is the best way he can kind of get out of the situation but um yeah what do you think man I mean I I'm under the impression that he had it's either it's a combination of some mental issue and also he probably just has nerve damage in his shoulder Mm. like I can't explain it in any other way like Something went wrong with his recovery, mm-hmm. or the injury was way worse than we thought. Because shoulders right. can be tricky, mm-hmm. and like the way he shoots, it's like I don't know if if how mental it is. It really looks like there's something just wrong there. Wrong like because his shoulder. form isn't bad, but as soon as he tries to release the ball, yeah, it, it shakes. It's like it, it's like on crack or something. I can't <laughs> yeah. I've never I mean, seen yeah. any like this and he's shaping up to be like one of the biggest busts ever and it's crazy that he went number one like right he was the number one pick and i don't think that's really sunk in with people everyone's really quick to call so-and-so player a bust like they were ready they're waiting to call people bust but people aren't calling markel one it's just a weird situation i'm telling you they were treating him like a like a like a city gym or something like every time he made a shot it's like oh my god good job markel but like uh no you gotta get to nba and play man as for what's next with him i don't know how like (laughs) oh yeah sixers are one of the best teams in the nba like if their staff can't fix him Mm. like i mean because remember they had an injury prone player before right they had i mean they had Embiid. yeah right and And then they had simmons who sat out a whole year because of an injury they got them both up to speed. I would right. probably trust that staff. If, if they think that Fultz is not fixable, where else could he go? Like, And that's the I, thing. Where where else can he go? Because who is going to want him at this point? You know? Like, I don't see... Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a locker room issue. It's just he can't yeah. play. Yeah, he that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think anywhere else is going to want him for anything. Player. Like... What what are you gonna trade and for the, him? Where are you gonna yeah. get? Yeah. And the rest of his game is actually awful as well now. Like he can't play yeah. make, he can't defend. Mm-hmm. It, he's literally not a basketball player right now. I don't know. And that man. is really weird. Cause I would be, I'd go back and watch his college highlights and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> Did they switch at draft day? Like, is he a different player? Like, completely a different person? Like a twin brother? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As for what's next, Ricky Fry, I don't know. I think I have no idea. Yeah, he might get moved and then get cut and then end up in the G League. Developmental, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I think development, and then we'll see him on thirty for thirty. Yeah, I mean, even Michael Carter Williams, at least he's what is he doing now? He's still on the NBA team, right? He's on the Rockets, I think. Yeah, but at least he's still playing. He stings, but shit. Markel, man, he's a body. (laughs) Even a body at this point, right? 
Now you could throw Michael Carter Williams out there. He might give you a solid five minutes. <laughs> Fultz is just is just detrimental completely. Right. Yeah. And every time he's on the floor, there's just this uneasy, just this angst. Like, what is he doing out there? I don't <laughs> you know. Are you gonna knows, keep throwing man. him out there to the walls when you know you can't play? Right. What? Ah, I don't know, man. It's a weird situation. I've never seen anything like it. I just wanted to end, honestly. I just wanted Same. to end. <laughs> anyway, yeah. speaking of detrimental, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of detrimental and drama <laughs> in our nation's capital. Uh, <laughs> among other things. Uh, there's reports that, that while he and his agent denied it recently, they were saying that Bradley Beal wants out of Washington and that he's been dealing with problems in that on that team for seven years. I believe uh, it. I believe and, it. And uh, you know, Bradley Beal talking about moving. There, there's where would he even go? Where what team would be the best fit for? I mean, because he's a shooter. He's a star, essentially. Like anybody right. could use him. Man, get so get him out of there, go? man. First of all, get him out of there, bro. I don't care if you denied it. They probably denied it just to kind of save it. With all the Wizards drama that's going on right now, yeah. that on top DR of it stuff. is definitely not gonna help. But uh, get Bradley Bill out of there, man. Like there, there's some kind of truth in this rumor. I don't know who um who broke that story or who allegedly broke it or whatever. But uh, get get him out of there, man. Um. I, I for one have been saying this for a, a few times now, maybe a few years. I've been thinking it for a few years. Uh, just got now to voicing it, but um, yeah, man, Bradley Bill. At least uh, there there was a rumor that he could go to Charlotte. Um, him and Kimba Walker could be kind of scary, but at the same time, like you said, anywhere can really use him because he's a really good shooter. Um, he's got he's got star quality. He can definitely. Uh, uplift a team um just who who would make the trade for him where would he go where would he fit in i really think he could fit in about anywhere he's a good player you know uh defense wise uh shooting wise he's pretty solid so not much i can say about that but you know what where do you think he should go if he does leave um i don't like I can never predict these trades. Like, I'm right? Yeah, that's the thing. I can't. And then he'll end up in in Cleveland. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, I, and I'm like, oh, it, for a second round pick, and I, I never one. I can never like pick where they're gonna go, and then I can never pick the compensation like ever. So right. as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. Uh, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though Dallas. you you are gonna have to give up something better than a second round pick for Bradley Bill. So oh, yeah, for sure, but it's taken into high account, as you think, right. it's never as low as you think. <clears throat> right. Like it'll probably a two, a first two first rounders will probably get it done. Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing about the NBA is like the values get way overblown, but maybe a role I mean, player because the Wizards would probably be looking for It's crazy. I was about to say yeah, the Wizards would probably be looking for at least maybe one or two role players maybe that could kind of help start the rebuild or but whatever really they're doing wants, it also affects washington's leverage because oh yeah like he doesn't want to be there so you actually mm -hmm. have no leverage he's just yeah. sitting on your bench costing you <laughs> so you're gonna want to trade him for less like is is beal wor okay so the rockets wanted to give denver wolves four first round picks for butler is beal's value much lower than butler's like if that's uh, if that's what the bar that the Rockets set for Butler, <laughs> and then we saw what Butler got moved for, 
Yeah. Uh, could a similar package net Bradley Beal? Like, I don't think Beal is significantly worse than Butler. Yeah, I don't say. I, I'm not gonna say significantly worse. I do think uh, Jimmy has a little bit more. Uh, I, I can't really describe it. He has a little bit more fight in, not fight. Um, Jimmy he's a has bit more of a been game changer. Yeah, probably. I'll say that. That's what I'm trying to say because Bill, he's always been like I said, he's been behind the shadow of John Wall for a while now, and so you know, Bradley Bill's been putting in performances, but the spotlight has never really been on Bradley Bill. A whole bunch. He's like he'll have some too. breakout. He'll have some good games, right? He'll have some games where yeah. like, oh man, did you see Bradley Beal drop? Blah 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 blah. But Jimmy Butler, right, <laughs> right. But um, Jimmy Butler, he's had that spotlight on him. So, you know, Jimmy, he's more of a game changer, like you said. But um, as far as being significantly less or worse, no, nah, no, nah, not significantly. I'd say he's like right under that, but. The Rockets were just kind of, I don't know, that four first-round picks. Wasn't it four first-round picks? Yeah, that's... that's, that's that <laughs> is what you do. 2K will not let you put a trade through. It's <laughs> right. like, all right, you know what? I'm, get, I'm only going to play one season. I'm going right. to just give up my picks for next year because I'm not playing another season. That's that's the type of right. value you give up for, for Butler. But, like... It's, I think it's like you said, like Butler has a mentality of a first, uh, like a number one guy when he's really mm-hmm. a number two. Beal has a mentality of a number two, and he is a number two. Right. So Butler will always pull stuff out of nowhere to win games. I don't exactly. know. Beal, I don't know. We haven't seen Beal in a positive environment, though. <laughs> we don't right. know what he's capable of. Um, True. I mean, but how much time? How old is he again? Uh, let me see how uh, old he is. Because as far like, as I know, I'm gonna say like 26, maybe. Okay, he still so got some time like, then. Gonna enter his prime. Yeah. Soon, like really, really soon. 25. He's 25. He's 25. Yep. He's 25 years old. So, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. It feel like he's been in the league forever. Forever, right? But, yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Definitely. Get him out of there. I like to see him somewhere else. I don't know where. Right, just so he can thrive. Yeah, most stuff. I All would right. probably cry real tears if he ended up on my team because I'm a huge <laughs> Beal fan. That would like, be crazy. I, Bradley Beal on the books. That sounds like a fit too. Like Bradley Beal on the Milwaukee Bradley Bucks. Chris, I would take it. Cause it sounds like such an underrated team. Like those names, the Bucks t- names <laughs> sound so underrated. Yeah. Like uh, Bradley, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brogdon, like. Yeah, that's that's a team you could put out there, and they, you know, I, right. I'd be for. Hey, make it happen, John. Worse <laughs> if you're listening. I know you are. Make it happen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next topic up. Um, we're gonna talk some Celtics. Yes. We always have yes. Taking jabs at the Celtics. Because Can't wait. Like, they like taking jabs at everybody else, right? I mean, right. That's the type of team <laughs> they are. Uh, you know, uh, I have to say though, they are sixth. It's not like they're out of the playoff race or anything. They used to be a couple right. like a week ago, but you know, they're they're not. Get them out of here. They're bro. not what they used to be. Get I them mean, out of here. They got a good win on Monday, but the game before that, they got beat by the Mavericks. They're very right. inconsistent right now. And I want to ask you, like, <clears throat> is it time to start? Is it is it dialogue time yet? Oh, it's, it's been dialogue be time. It's been is dialogue it? time. I cannot wait. You know how I am with the Celtics, church. Bro, so I, this is going back to summertime because 
summertime was when a lot of this kind of like spawned this whole dialogue spawned that the Celtics were about to be the 2019 NBA champions right Gordon Hayward was going to come back and be the savior uh all the injuries were were done for Jason Tatum was going to light up everything Jalen Brown was uh, some upcoming star he's better than Donovan Mitch he's better than everybody else and it's just now we kind of see what we're working with now uh and we're not at the beginning of the season anymore we're kind of we're, we're trucking through the season now right we're about to get to christmas and i'm not going to say now this is me being rational now it's not time to panic but this is the time to start figuring out what the hell is going on that is making y'all so inconsistent because if that doesn't get figured out and it just keeps going like it is now uh, Brad Stevens is going to have a tough time like after All-Star break trying to kind of catch up and get that consistency back and get to that playoff run because they were playing better last year than they were playing at at this point in time. They were playing better last year, if I'm not mistaken, than they are now, you know, and they I didn't mean, have Kyrie. I, I mean, yeah, they didn't have Kyrie. So. And I mean, Kyrie, he's been balling. I'm not even going to take that from him. Kyrie, he's my favorite point guard in the league. So I, I can't I can't hold that against anybody. But at the same time, uh, a part of their problem, they've got like too many, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, man. Everybody's trying to be that guy. And they haven't really established that yet because Jason Tatum, you know, he he was used to it in the playoffs last year. And, you know. Now it's back to Kyrie, and Kyrie has to have the ball. Kyrie has to score. That's his game, right? So, you know, it's it's something that they got to figure out. Um, like I said, it's not time to panic yet, but things need to start getting looked at I because this is be not <laughs> this is not are. the Celtics that we were promised, and it's not the Celtics that Boston fans are promised. And they don't want to say anything right now because they're on their little high horse. They want to, you know, they still want to have that braggadocious spirit, but. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's time. Catch me on Twitter. I will slander your Celtics. I don't care. My Knicks beat them. My Knicks. <laughs> my Knicks did it. So I um, mean, yeah. Just looking at like some of their stats right now, like their their team stats look as if they would be top three in the East. Like mm-hmm. they're eleventh in rebounds per game, eleventh oh, in assists per game, fourth in points allowed. But the really the bad thing about them right now is they're 23rd in points scored. And, like, mm. thinking about that, like, it's a Brad Stevens offense. They're having a tough time scoring. <laughs> like, with, with Tatum, Irving, Horford, Brown, they're having a tough time scoring. That's really strange. Like, this is a, a offense-oriented league now, and they, they, they're towards the bottom half in scoring. That's <laughs> probably a has a lot right. to do with a lot of their issues right now but yeah I, I think a lot of eastern teams are going through a spell of inconsistency like the sixers are on a little streak but before that they were losing and winning we're losing and winning the celtics are losing and winning right. i think come all-star break we will see exactly how it's going to shape out because mm-hmm. by then we'll, we'll have a clear idea of how the seating is going to work it, it gets predictable about halfway through the season because the warriors are going to shoot straight up yeah. The rankings, you know, they're going to be like, all right, it's time to get a number one <laughs> yeah. seed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's panic time for the Celtics. I want it to be. Me too. Obviously. Trust me. I and I, I also need the Raptors to get a little, like, get knocked down on a peg because they've been playing 
good basketball with and without Kawhi. So I'm telling you, man, Kawhi Leonard kind of changes the culture. Well, I think we're talking about them. Like, are we talking about them on the docket? I don't know, but we might sneak Not in a topic week, about them. Well, but yeah, but um, um, yeah, yeah, good. Uh, so you know, just moving on from Boston. Okay. Uh, and two teams we wanted to sort of talk about was the Timberwolves and Sixers comparison. I wanted you to take the lead on this one because you kind of got the the stuff before we recorded about oh, these two teams right put now. Put me on the spot. True. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's time. All right. So, um, let's see. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. So, the Timberwolves are actually six and two since uh, Jimmy Butler left. Right. So since Jimmy Butler's last game in Minnesota, the uh, the Timberwolves have actually been doing pretty good. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, of course, has been uh, leading the charge with his points and his phenomenal play um, points and rebounds, of course. So um, just seeing Cat kind of, you know, earlier in the season or like at the beginning of the season, we were talking about his uh, struggles and how he wasn't, you know, how he was dealing with the whole Jimmy Butler situation. Uh, now that Jimmy Butler's left, it seems like his confidence has just skyrocketed and he's kind of solidified. They've they've put the faith in him as the guy in Minnesota and now he's playing like it. Like he's been balling. Like uh that game against Chicago, he was 35 6 and 23. Like Jesus Christ. That's, I mean, I know it's Chicago, but you know, that's still an impressive Chicago, stat line. <laughs> Chicago. No, but um impressive stat line there. Um we'll we'll talk about Andrew Wiggins. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kinda get in on the conversation uh-huh. about that too, because Andrew Wiggins, who man, you, you stink. You stink. You stink. Let's <laughs> get it out of the way. You stink, I that, bro. I need that clip in here, Dev. <laughs> that needs to be one of our go-tos. I'm working it's on time that. time we, we not let any of these players off the hook. I'm working on that. Honestly. Got to work on that. So, um, uh, now the 76ers, um, on the other hand, the 76ers have also been balling with Jimmy Butler um, kind of leading the charge there. Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, of course. But uh, Butler has hit two game winners if i'm not mistaken since he's been there and uh both of those game winners have come with just jimmy butler just having ice in his veins it's a three-point shot step back shot i mean you you can't get any better than that right and i mean that's kind of why they needed that trade because ben simmons is not going to be the one to take that shot uh joel Embiid, he might try but there's no guarantee he's going to make a three-point shot and there's no guarantee he's going to get the foul when he's inside so um just having Jimmy Butler being that guy who can take the ball and be like, I'm calling game. Like, I-, I call game. And then just, boom, hit the shot. That's actually pretty good for the 76ers. So, um, I said all that to kind of ask, like, who do you think is, is there any winner in this trade right now? Or, like, is this sort of like won. a really good even trade? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I remember we talked about it in the last episode how, mm-hmm. like, I mentioned that maybe Cat wasn't ready for that type of player in breathing down his neck right like well I, we said that that butler was sort of reaching pr- his prime in his 30s and like he's ready to win now i'm sure cat obviously wants to win but i don't think he needed that yeah. kind of it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like having kobe in the locker room with a with a young team yeah it's like get out of here all right like <laughs> you're not 
we're not the same way. Don't need Kobe in the locker room calling you a pussy all the time. Yeah, yeah we don't. We don't. Yeah, exactly. So I think now they're just the Timberwolves are playing free basketball. They're getting contributions from Covington and Saric and and then Derrick on the Rose flip is side, balling. Yeah. Yeah, and Derrick Rose is balling, and the Sixers like you got to play your brother's quality now. It uh, it's gonna give you results. It's it's later on when your starters are are gassed. Mm-hmm. In that stretch run, and you need to rely on guys who aren't the big names to contribute. That, that's when it starts getting a little creaky, and that's <laughs> my concern with the Sixers. Is, is was that, like, it's gonna work now, and in the playoffs, it's gonna work for a little while until you fight. Uh, you go up against an opponent like the Celtics or the Raptors, where they got you a seven game series. Their depth. Yeah, that's what they do. They're gonna kill you with their depth. So. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, a win-win. both have been win-wins. So yeah, I mean, yeah. both are balling a out. Lot of good trades. trades have we? I think like I think I saw on Twitter like someone was like every time we we jump down one team's neck for <laughs> like losing a trade, we're mm-hmm. a couple months later we're like, oh, you know what? Wasn't that, that wasn't so bad? Like it actually right. worked out for everybody, and that's like seems to be the case. I can't really think of a bad trade in recent memory since, like, I mean, maybe, mm. I guess you could say Andrew Wiggins turned out to be the terrible trade. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, if Love stayed, would they have gotten Cat? Mm. Good point. So, Good point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on here. Uh, you know, just, I like seeing when, when... <clears throat> You know, karma is served. In oh, any, yeah, most of and, and, you know, this is regards to, to Colin Sexton, his recent play. Uh, after certain unnamed Cavs veterans... J.R. Smith, excuse me. Um, ...had <laughs> called out Colin saying he, he doesn't know how to play. He doesn't know how to play basketball. And, uh, well... Looks like he does know how to play basketball. <laughs> Colin Sexton can play basketball. Colin Sexton uh, can play basketball. Public service announcement. Been because hooping, he's free. Man. He's free because JR's away from the team. He's free now. It's just like Butler. He's free. So man, yeah. Shout, shout out to Colin Sexton, man. And um another thing about JR Smith, uh the other day he was on Twitter, uh kind of mad at Stephen A because Stephen A was kind of uh he talked about the blunder again from the finals last year. And um you know, JR Smith, man, whew. You had some good years, but you're the last one to say that nobody can't play, especially a rookie, a 19-year-old, who has since just stepped up to the plate and started balling and even gave the Lakers a run for their money. Uh, They gave the Lakers a run for their money. They still lost that game, if I'm not mistaken, but the Cavaliers were actually playing very hard against the Lakers. So, um, you know, J.R. Smith, just, just, just retire, bro. Just go drink Henny in peace, man. Go play some hey. 2K. Play yourself on 2K. You know, be a commentator or something like that. But just you're done, man. And so it's over. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's pretty much that's how it is. Like <laughs> that's how Colin it is, can bro. play. I don't. I don't know why anyone would feel so comfortable saying something like that about a young like a rookie and like i said that really made me mad like when he did it made say me that. mad when too, it, like, that really like you know it, it got under my skin but you know i mean he's 19 man like yeah jeez man but yeah you know i don't i mean that's just disrespectful colin's on the rise and jr is on the way out so 
Good for that. Anyways, uh, talk about your Knicks. I'm so sad. On, on a streak. <laughs> I'm well, so are sad. They on a winning streak well, not anymore. Uh, since we wrote the docket, they lost to the Pistons last night, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we are currently getting thrashed by the 76ers. So, you know, uh, we were doing well, though. Uh, as far as analyzing how they've been lately, I really do like the play lately we we took out three tough teams we took out what the celtics the pelicans and the grizzlies um the grizzlies win was actually kind of special because you know fizz's old team so uh fizz returned and the knicks they played very hard uh shout out to emmanuel moutier um just and, and like I said, I, I've said this in our group chat before, but it's just so hilarious when any Knicks player just has a breakout game because you hear their name and you just laugh. It's just like, who, how, how does that even work? Like you got Trey Burke one night, then you got uh, Moutier another night, then you got like I, I'm pretty sure Hazonia is gonna have a breakout game at some point. So you know, um, this is all working in favor of the Knicks though um one this season is very entertaining to watch and you know previous seasons Knicks fans we just we've been watching but there really hasn't been any reason to kind of cheer we really haven't seen any kind of light any kind of hope but watching this season and what's going on like even in the losses that are happening or in the games that are happening and the wins too um these younger players or these players these role players are getting developed right they're getting the time that they need to be able to play so when Kristaps Porzingis finally does return uh if we can nab a uh a free agent uh still hoping fingers crossed Kevin Durant but you know uh I saw a tweet today that said uh projections were uh the Knicks were going to draft Bowl Bowl and if that happens Whew. like you know you you actually have the role players who can kind of step up now you got Trey Burke you got Moutier you got uh uh Alonzo Trier you have everybody who's already kind of experienced this season and have gotten the rotations in the gameplay and Hardaway Jr he's been balling all season like he's very underrated a lot of people haven't been talking about Tim Hardaway Jr but he's been dropping like 32 a game like 34 a game like he's been balling right so, um, you know, when our stars finally do come back and we finally have a team, we're actually going to be a team. And I like how Fizz has been uh, kind of putting everybody in rotation, trying to get the, the, the best out of everybody. You got Vonley playing. You got Mitchell Robinson playing well. Uh, everybody's just getting a piece of of this Fizzdale pie. Pause. But <laughs> uh, church, what do you think, man? How are you how are you looking at us, man? Well, like you know, I mentioned before, this is how you want to tank. You want to tank by losing closely, right? So that you're clearly competitive and you're clearly not bad, mm-hmm. but you're still losing to get that draft pick. That's exactly right. what you want to do, and you want to keep the books clean so you can go invest in a free agent. The Knicks are literally tanking the right way. Oh, I have yeah. one of my one of my uh, friends is a is a Knicks fan. And he he's been tank commander for a few years now, <laughs> and it's just it's. I remember he came like he was like as long as we beat the Celtics, you know that's yeah. the game I want right. to win. So uh, and now yeah, I the will Knicks are doing it right, and I just right. hope that they're patient and they don't get antsy. And like 
oh, Fizdale sucks, get him out of here just because they're losing. Because I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Like, no, let Fizdale have this team suck for, like, a year mm-hmm. and maybe two if you have to. And, and then, I mean, Fizdale's a great coach anyway. Like, the Grizzlies yeah, were a yeah, tough exactly. team when he was coaching them. Like, we need mm-hmm. to keep Fizdale. If, if, ooh, if James Dolan, whoo, whoo, don't do anything, James Dolan. Please don't ruin this for us, James. Please. If you're listening, James Dolan, do not do anything stupid. Jesus. Now, I will say this, though. Um, I saw another tweet. Um, it kind of mirrored uh, one of my own. Uh, sentiments right now but Frank you, you got to step up your gameplay man like Frank he was a draft pick for us and we're, we're actually trying to put some faith into Frank for being that point guard but he just hasn't been delivering right now so um we just need Frank to kind of and what do you think it is like because like I'm a I always root for French athletes I have like right. affinity for French athletes soccer and in basketball and like, right what is it with Frank, uh, Frank Nicolina. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank Nicolina. Thank you, Steph Curry, for always immortalizing Frank Nicolina's name, man. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? Nicolina? What's his name? Nicolina? Oh, man. It's, like, um, it's Nilakina, isn't it? That's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, it's Nilakina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like. Nicolina. Hey, yo. <laughs> I can't even be mad at Steph, man. I can't even be mad at Steph for that, man. That's what happens to me, the best team in the NBA, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, but what um, do you think it is like? I'm just <laughs> like is it passiveness. Like it, it may be passiveness. Passive? I think it may be passiveness. I think Fizz needs to kind of work on his confidence as far as being the point guard there because um, I mean like Trey Burke and Emmanuel Moody have been outplaying the crap out of Frank right now, you know, and it's just like. Everybody's been playing like they have something to prove except Frank. So it might be a passion thing. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's, you know, uh, if it is passiveness. But uh, it, it just needs to be solved pretty soon. Just because, you know, like Kevin Knox has been kind of showing up too. Um, you know, Kevin Knox is developing. Uh, I think I'd say give him by the end of the season. Hopefully he will be. Uh, I'm not going for rookie of the year or anything, but, you know, just having him being able to score on the team or being able to be a, a valuable piece on the team, I think that's going to be uh, monumental for us. So, yeah, man. I mean, I hope that the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. It's just that hardly ever happens, wait. it seems I like. I can't wait. I can't it's, wait. It's time for the Knicks to be the resurgence, like man. The bu- the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics. I need them in that mix because it's just more fun when it's a te- like when it's a team you're not used to seeing up there gets up there. Yeah, it, one it, more it's year, fun man. Being in that light, you know, it's fun having year. expectations. So I think the Knicks have suffered long enough. Like, I will it's say time this: time to get them back. You guys are going to be listening to this podcast next year, and the Knicks are going to be one of the top six teams in the East. I I'm need, saying that I right need now. The Knicks to <laughs> and get swept. I need them to pull a Buffalo Bills where like they finally make the playoffs after a long time, oh, no. and then they just get smashed. Like no, because no. the celebration the Bills fans had just for making the playoffs yeah. eclipsed the loss. <laughs> I need to see that energy with Knicks fans. Like wow, we made the playoffs, bozo. Sorry, Charlotte. And insert. Other teams oh, you talking here. about like, this year? You talking about this year? Next 
Canucks any year. It, no, it would be great. If it happened this year, that would be hilarious. But we need the we need the pick. But <laughs> yeah, you need the pick. The pick oh the man, pick. but oh, yeah, swindling swindling a playoff spot from a team would be hilarious, bro. Oh man, all the shit I talk. But yeah, man. Anyways, <sighs> uh, my Bucks are playing right now, and they're they they always tend to start slow. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about their sort of like I don't I wouldn't say it's a regression to the mean. It's just these these stretches happen where you know like the NBA season goes well for a little while, then you get that first injury bump, yeah, and then your team performance drops. Like we lost a couple bench guys, and now we're like six and five in our last games, which isn't it's like average, you know, it's, it's about average, mm-hmm. and we're still like second in the East, but the Sixers are catching up to us, right? And I wanted to just talk about how like yeah injuries even minor ones to like one or two rotation guys can really throw everything off because we've been forced to like play Delhi and thon a lot of minutes that i i never want to see del vadova on a basketball court. <laughs> unless he's, he's celebrating a three and he puts his foot, half of his foot on the on the court that's the only time i want to see him in the game i love oh, thon maker but he's just not i don't know if he's ever going to be like a consistent good player he's like he's almost like a guard in a center's body like he doesn't know how to move like a big man and rotate like a big man he gives a lot of effort but it's not it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. so yeah the bucks depth has been pretty banged up they're slowly getting guys back though nothing serious and uh right. yeah i hope they can turn around against the bulls tonight they've taken tough loss against the hornets <clears throat> close game they took a tough loss to it was another that was another team that slipped in my mind. They were bad too though. Um the Suns, that was right, the Suns. Oh, they lost uh, to the Suns? I didn't even see that one. Yeah, it was some ref nonsense, but the Hornets oh, okay. game was fine. We just were terrible. Gotcha. Uh but yeah, uh these these stretches happen. It's no no need for panic. It's just there's stuff that needs to be adjusted. It's it's still early. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, next topic. Oh wait, hold on, because uh, you added something. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I mean to cut you off. You said There's Lakers. A weird what? That yeah. the Lakers are trying to max Chris Middleton. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> laughed. Like, why on earth would the Lakers max Middleton when they can afford another superstar? <laughs> like, are you meaning to tell me that the Lakers would be like, you know, we're just gonna give Chris Middleton this huge deal when we're already logged in before instead of going after like Anthony Davis? No, just get out of here. The man, in my opinion, I don't like to jinx stuff, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I think Middleton is one of those players that's going to end up playing for the Bucks for the majority of his career because he's been here for like seven years already. <clears throat> like, I don't think he's one of those players that just sticks around your team. You know, like uh, I'm trying to think of examples like like <laughs> the Udonis Haslam's, the, the, you know, the players like that, that just stick with their teams like they're not superstars they just stick with their teams they hang around and i think that's what he's gonna be and uh yeah i don't i don't think the lakers would give chris middleton a 150 million dollar contract when they could use that <laughs> money to get anthony davis or, or someone else to help lebron chris middleton will not help lebron the way that those players would chris middleton fits perfectly next to someone like Giannis. Right. Or you know what I mean. So I that that was just a weird report. That's funny. Lakers eating it up though. They were like, oh yeah, he's perfect for the team. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Stop. Get some help. 
You stink. Mm. You, you stink. Out the way. You stink. <laughs> We're getting um, the sound bite. Trust me. We're gonna get that we're sound bite. Get the sound bite. Uh, this next topic is funny because of circumstances. We had wrote this agenda during the Warriors game. We were like, "Yeah, Warriors struggling without Steph." And then KD dropped 49 points and come back and get the magic. And then it's reported that him and Draymond are best friends. Hey, look, hold on. You gotta go. Draymond and Kevin Durant, man. Apparently, they've made up. They're best friends now. KD's dropping 49 on people. He's coming back against teams. Uh, yeah, go. It's like it's like every time we open our mouths, we get punished for it. It's like if I speak, Twitter will suspend me. It's like I, I, I don't know. Every time we we try to, it's like the Patriots. Every time we try to say it's over, it's finally something's finally knocked loose on this team. They're like, oh, look at this, look at me, look at Boom. look at KD. I mean, the the fact that they were down to the magic by a considerable amount to begin with is 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 just just, just <laughs> nonsense. But KD dropped forty nine when we were just questioning his leadership. Dev. <laughs> we I were mean, literally questioning his leadership during the game. Jokes. We, we can't even make quick hot takes anymore without them getting invalidated like five minutes later. What do we do? Man, the drama's over. Like I missed the two minutes when the Warriors were on the downfall. I missed the two minutes when it was over, man. But it's what do you do, man? Like even with Steph gone, like Steph's probably not even injured right now. He's probably just chilling. Like he's just like, "Eh, you know what? Let me take a break for a little bit. KD, you take over. It's fine. You know. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, honestly, it's, it's kind of like this podcast, bro. You know, yeah. just, if I'm having an off day, and here's Dev. There you go. You just carry it. <laughs> carry it. And it's just like, uh, they, they beat Portland, if I'm not mistaken, before that Magic game, right? I think they had yeah, beat they Portland they before that. Too. Uh, it was Clay and KD. And then just in the Magic game, just KD just snapped in the fourth. Well, actually, so. I, think, I think Clay also had like a 24. Oh, did Clay snap? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was something like a, either a tw- 14, 20, or 24 point fourth quarter. That just, I, he snuck in there on KD's 49. I don't know what you do, man. I, I really don't cry. know what you do. You I just, mean, you you actually just cry as as much as possible. And I mean, I wish I would have watched that uh Warriors Trailblazers game because this kind of goes back to something that happened in the summer when uh KD and mm-hmm. CJ McCollum, I think it was, yeah. Was oh, it McCollum? Yeah, they had that beef. When they had that beef in the summer and uh he was like, you know, y'all ain't making the playoffs. Y'all, y'all stink. Like <laughs> y'all y'all suck. <laughs> and so I wanted to see how CJ McCollum kind of came back and played against KD, but I mean, what do you? How do you beat the Warriors? Like we, everybody just needs to just contract the Bucks and just be like, "Hey, Buck, can y'all take them out a few more times, you know, please?" Oh, look, Dev, we play them again soon. Like, hey, we need it's, it. It's uh, two games from now. We, we play them it. again. I'm telling so. you, man. Like the Bucks play <laughs> them real tough. The uh, it's that length, man. Like, ugh. I, I just no, don't know what you Dev. do. Yeah. Speaking of the Warriors, we took another hit to our egos because apparently DeMarcus Cousins is looking to return. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot Christmas. about the final piece of Exodia. Man, have yeah. you, <laughs> golly, Steph Curry's the head, you got Clay and KD the arms, then you got Draymond as one of the legs, and then you got, <laughs> you got DeMarcus Cousins as yeah, the last like, piece. Steph is coming back in a game or two, and now we got the news that... Um, Demarcus is returning. Is eyeing a return? 
I know what's going to happen. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's a slow return. First game, DeMarcus is going to drop 25 and 10. <laughs> and a Warriors blowout. And oh, my God. It, I don't know. It, just, it makes me sick. It honestly, it disgusts me. I'm disgusted. <laughs> How do you? And it's not even like I don't even hate the Warriors, right? I'm actually kind of a fan of what they've done, right? But it, it, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. And, and you know what? Keep coming. We can't even have fun anymore. We can't now, make jokes. I will say this though, and this is not a joke. This is actually a topic that kind of got brought up at Thanksgiving of all places because I was with my family and we were kind of discussing uh, the Warriors and everything. But um. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach before Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was it Mark Jackson or Greg Jackson? Let me Mark see. Mark Jackson for the Mark Jackson. Warriors yeah, the coach? previous coach, the previous Warriors yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. right? How much credit do we owe to him for building this team like it got built? Because he he was really the one that kind of built this team, and then they got rid of him yeah, and put yeah. Steve Kerr in. Yeah, him and the GM. But yeah, like. They kind of got rid of him think, and put Steve Kerr in. Yeah, I mean, there's been endless debates about it, but I think like I think he helped Steph and Clay and Draymond mature, mm-hmm. but he was just a stepping stone to get to that next level. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks that I wish he would have gotten like a championship. It kind of must suck for him because yeah. like they won his championship the year after he got fired. Like, I think that's a that's tough. That's that's kind of sad, but it is. you know I don't want to downplay Kerr's influence on this team, but just yeah, I think he does have a hand in making these guys what they are. But when you when you see that talent on paper, we should have seen it coming. Honestly, right. we really and, should have seen it coming when and, they got those three together. Yeah, we should have been like, okay, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> but um, uh, another question too. Now this is just me playing devil's advocate. Like, uh, of course, I think Steve Kerr is an excellent coach, but at the same time, can can Steve Kerr really coach, or is this just the Warriors just really being really good? Like, it's probably it, a little bit of both. Because it's I like, just like offensively, I, you can really just run like be like, hey guys, f- uh, flow offense, you're good. Just everybody just get open somebody get open and y'all can shoot a three like boom defensively i feel like that's where most of his coaching prowess comes in but offensively like what do you have to worry about with coaching yeah i think he does enough like i think if you ask me kerr to like write up a play i -hmm. think he could do it and i think in the playoffs that's when coaching really matters the most but Mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean that talent is. Yeah, that talent is just ridiculous. like that talent yeah. is. But I mean, I want to know what would happen if the Warriors were coached by someone like Jason Kidd. Yeah, you know? something like that. Because like I don't know All if this a would forget how to shoot. Is this a LeBron something? Ty Lue situation? Because LeBron, of of course, like the talent kind of out outdid the coaching or kind of outmatched the coaching and that's what happened to Ty Lue but Ron is with stubborn Steve Kerr. though like he would I don't think he'd ever let himself be coached by someone like Greg Pop or Brad You don't Stevens. think so? Hmm. Nah I don't think so I don't know uh, because Lester got better when LeBron left because he actually had to do more stuff like he had right. a voice and Lester became like a really dope coach but I don't think LeBron I, might, I don't know if it's an ego thing or if it's just but I don't think it's a coincidence he keeps ending up with bad coaches. And as a matter of fact, I want to add that in too if I can. Um, A report came out that uh, LeBron is 
uh, I don't know. This is allegedly now. I'm not sure if this is allegedly. true. But yeah, allegedly. Uh, ignoring some of Luke Walton's play calls while he's on the court. And is this just like, is this about to be another Ty Lue situation? Like, is Luke Walton soon on his way out of there as the coach of the Lakers? Well, or he is. But <laughs> I think LeBron's done that with every coach he's ever had, to be honest. Which is crazy, right? Like... He yeah. has that impact. What are you going to do? Tell LeBron no? <laughs> I mean, you're the coach, though, man. Like, you really have oh, to. they are betas in his presence. It doesn't matter. You're he's coaching he's LeBron James. more receptive to coaching than LeBron is. Mm. I don't know, man. Just oh, like. Dev, I just yeah. got a little update. Uh-oh. Twitter notification from Woj. Uh-oh. Uh, Curry's back on Saturday. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Twitter update. Oh my god. Oh, let me see. Let me see. You got his notifications on? Yeah. Steph Curry oh, will man. return against the Pistons on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, the man. perfect I'm so sorry, Pistons fans. You are gonna have to witness some absolute ridiculousness. <laughs> Steph You're is probably coming like back. thinking, ah, oh, we can get a little upset. Have a nice no. No. Did you see what happened when he came back this season? Like, <laughs> bro, I am so hey, yo, sorry. Steph's about to drop 40 on Detroit, man. Oh, no. Oh, I am, man. Kerr just... says Curry will play Saturday in Detroit. I got to watch that game. Oh, yeah, man. I am so sorry. Sorry, Pistons fans. That's the perfect team to return against, too. Steph is just like, oh, man, I'm about to let loose. Who's who's point guard on the Pistons? I forgot. Uh, Pistons roster. Let me see real fast. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Oh man, is it Reggie Jackson? Oh man. Well, it is. Uh, it was a good. It, it was a good few games without Steph. You know. Now he's back. <laughs> All right. Um. Shoot. What's the I'm next? Just, I, I'm <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know. How do you beat the Warriors? They're they're just they're unstoppable, man. And the, and the theme was you said it earlier. Um. I think we were talking either before the podcast. Did we say this during the podcast? I'm not sure. But how the Warriors are gonna come after December, after the All Star break, or like next year at some point, and then they're just gonna rev it up and just be like, all right, time to get this number one seed. Like no, this isn't even this isn't even like peak Warriors right now. They're just kind of they're playing right now, right? Like the the second half of the season is really when they're going to start playing with quotation marks, and it's just like that's scary because the Marcus Cousins is gonna be back, Steph is gonna be healthy. Like I don't know what you do, no idea. You cry. You cry. Hope it ends quickly. <laughs> Warriors in four, man. Warriors in four. Warriors in four. Um, next up on the docket, uh, we wanted to talk rookie of the year leaders so far. Even though it's like, is it a quarter? Not even a quarter into the regular yeah. season. Uh, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Colin Sexton, DeAndre Ayton. Who would be your pick right now for right now, rookie of the year? Right now, Luka Doncic, man. Yeah, Yo, he's been balling, bro. Yeah, Doncic, he's been balling on the Mavericks, man. Um, uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's, I think he's been playing, he's been dropping, you know, he's been doing okay, but, um, yeah, man, Luka Doncic, what, he's got, what, 126 
teleport? Let me see. Uh, let me see. Luca. Donches. Should have came more prepared, but. Bum, bum, bum. Right, do it off the rip, bro. He's averaging 19 a game. There you go. 45 percent oh, shooting. Three. Yeah. 39 three. Six rebounds, 4.3 assists, and a steal. There you go. That is like scary efficient numbers <laughs> for a rookie. <laughs> That's really good. Yes. Like, and he's only playing 33 minutes a game. Like, they ain't put trotting him out there for 40. Like, that man is nice. That man <laughs> is the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I, and status, he's man. so good, bro. He is so good. All right. He's in the perfect situation too. When it comes to like players he can learn from mm -hmm. with uh with Dirk and, and just the veteran leadership there, like yeah, with Dirk being yeah, like a eighteen hundred year old basketball player who's been playing since the beginning of the time, yeah. What's stuff. Um but yeah, I I we agree on that. Uh yeah. Speaking of well, this is a last year rookie, but uh Lori Markinen is nearing his return back to the Chicago Bulls. Uh kind of a guy that mm, I wanna say people forgot about but like <clears throat> Just kind of it's Chicago, so yeah. Uh, he's a great, he's a good young player. I think he's going to help that team a lot, especially with they're not really bad, honestly. And he'll come right in and start. And I think they'll get Portis back soon, hopefully. And uh, right, yeah. I mean, that's a team with a young, solid core. Like they're they're kind of rebuilding in the right way, honestly. Um, they don't have done yet. Uh, <clears throat> he's still hurt. So yeah, I think they're really building something down there, and Laurie coming back will make them all the more competitive. They probably won't get a playoff berth. Some people think so, but uh, <laughs> no. we'll see. No. What do you think about him he coming back, though? Um, like you said, he's definitely gonna add to the team. Uh, they're still kind of heavily injured right now, but you said Bobby Portis is on the way back, and Chris Dunn, he's still uh, he's still kind of injured. So, but um, as far as boosting the team up and getting them some more. A few more wins uh like you said no playoff berth but um it's definitely going to improve their play uh i think he averaged what about seven and a half rebounds uh he's averaged some good rebounds some good points so uh yeah i mean he's coming back it's good for him yeah, i so guess i think yeah i'll definitely <laughs> help chicago out uh always happy to see young players come back from injuries i don't even remember Exactly what you said? What now? I don't. I'm trying to remember what injury he was he was dealing with. Uh, it was an elbow injury. Oh, yeah, it was his right elbow. Yeah, yeah, I remember he had that sleeve on for mm -hmm. a bit last year. Okay, well, yeah. So it's a tough injury to have. So I'm glad he's coming back though. And uh, one of our last news topics. Um, Kyle Korver got yeah. traded to the Jazz for two future second-round picks and Alec Burks. Uh, it's good for the Jazz. <laughs> I say yeah, so. I mean, Alec Burks is a good player for the Cavs. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think anyone expected Korver to get moved and not definitely not to the Jazz. I mean, two future second-round picks, I feel like anybody could have filled that price. I'm surprised a couple teams didn't come calling. Mm -hmm. But... You know, maybe they didn't want to treat. Maybe the Lakers did come calling, but they were like, "No, you already took LeBron. We're not <laughs> giving you anything else." Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he at like that's a good trade for him. What do you think? Do you think this is something they really needed? 
I mean, I guess uh, a shooter can't hurt. It adds to the offense. It can't hurt. Uh, Kyle Corver and Joe Ingles, man, that's that's a scary <laughs> sight, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to front with you, man. Yo, um, Kyle Corver, you know, he's getting up there in age, you know. He's a good role player right now. He's still got that shot. So, um, yeah, him and Joe Ingles are about to be, like, a scary, plain-looking pair of basketball players. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised well, if you see them drop. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I won't be surprised if you see both of them just have crazy nights. And it's just like, oh, there you go, Corver and Ingles. We got we to gotta come up with a pair name for them, too. Uh, that's going to be a good pair. Because Donovan Mitchell is, I think he went out with injury, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, de- he's dealing with a yeah. injury right now. Um, so, um... You know, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, but when he does return, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Corver, Joe Ingles, like like I said, it's going to add to the offense. So, uh, pretty good. Um, you know, so that wraps up our new segments. Looking ahead here, we had a game we were going to look ahead to the Lakers versus Nuggets, but they ended up playing the other day on Monday. And uh, well, <laughs> tell you, the Lakers got smashed. 117 to 85. I mean, they got dominated. It was a poor I... showing on all fronts by them. Uh, Jeez, man. It's funny, though. 117 to 85. LeBron had 14 points, bro. Ooh, really? I didn't even watch that game, 14. so I didn't even. He got outscored by Kyle Kuzma, bro. Wow, Kyle Kuzma had 21. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, so. Wow. Hey. I don't know, man. We 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 were talking about the Celtics, but is it is it? I'm not gonna say it's dialogue time for the Lakers because you know it's still like beginning of the season. But I don't know, man. We we knew they were gonna be stinky. We knew they were gonna stink. I mean, like I think both of us called it. Yeah. When uh, like the seasons when he went there, like this team is not good, even with him on it. It's 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 the Cavs in the Western Conference. Pretty Even much. though they have better names and talent, it, it, it they're not good. But anyways, yeah. Um, <clears throat> next up, Warriors and Raptors TNT, bro. I can't so, wait to Steph watch will not this. Be back for Steph's this not playing. Game, right. But that is Kawhi versus KD. That's all KD. I need to see. I need that. I can't Don't wait. Sit him out. This is a big <laughs> game. Yes. Nick Nurse, if you're listening to me, do not sit Kawhi out for this game. And Please play I don't want to say Dad hot take. I need take. to see KD get held to 10 points. <laughs> I need it, bro. I need to see KD get locked down. I need it, bro, because Kawhi, man. Listen, I don't want to say this is a hot take, but... You know, this is a, a potential. Take. This is a potential finals matchup right here. It could be potential could finals be. matchup. It's not a hot take at all. Okay, so this is a potential Valid. finals matchup. So that is why I am so ready for Warriors Raptors. Like I wish Steph was here so we could see what Kyle Lowry is going to be doing. But you know, even without Steph, we already discussed how the Warriors are still going to be fucking OP. So. Oh, Warriors Raptors is, is gonna this, be. This would not be a contest. <laughs> hey man, I want to see it though. I want to see how Kawhi does. Foul on Steph, man. I, I <laughs> I'm not a Raptors fan at all. I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, I who? You slandered the crap uh, out of Kyle Lowry, bro. You keep calling him a BBW, man. Like leave him alone. <laughs> leave Kyle Lowry alone. Oh, speaking of BBWs, the Rockets and Spurs. <laughs> Houston oh BBW. God, like, 
I have to give a shout out oh, to like man. who came up with that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's at Nigerian scams with three S's. Uh, you always see he calls them. <laughs> he calls them the uh, the the Houston BBWs. That is hilarious. And he says that uh, he says that James Harden just a BBW PJ Tucker <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it, it is hilarious because like you look at their team comp. And like, yeah, well, they do have PJ Tucker on that team. Eric Gordon, Harden, Mello. That's a mm. uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> That's a, a thick team, man. That's a life. thick team, bro. That's a thick that team. Funny. What did Birdman um, say? <laughs> no, we not saying that. We not saying. That. But I think, I mean, the Rockets are getting beat down right now by the Mavs. But I think the Rockets are slowly gaining back their form a little bit. Like I think they're. They're not terrible anymore like they used to be. Oh, they're getting beat down but, by the Mavs? Yeah, they're being beat, getting beat down by the Mavs. Bro, I, mean, I selected, not, I selected the Rockets on 2K, but... man. Damn. You know a little game picks thing where you get to pick the games that are going on? You win 100 VC for uh, every team that wins? I picked the Rockets for this, man. What are y'all doing? Dang, man. It's over with, bro. I should have put it on Doncic, man. They might be uh, finished. It is what it is, man. Oh, and I and I want to say this too. Uh, I know this isn't a topic, but I'm just gonna kind of put this out there because I know our group chat people are gonna be listening to. Um, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, man, stop arguing about that shit, man. Warriors and four, Steph, Steph Curry. Warriors and four, Steph. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We can we can kind of discuss that. We can put that on the the, the docket for next week. Um, you know, if time permits, it, if we remember. But um, Westbrook versus Chris Paul, man, like that's. The debate that I saw y'all having, man, that that shit was stupid, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get, matter. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> Stop, it. right? Uh, but that concludes our NBA segment. Next week we will probably have just as many topics to talk right. about with some impending drama. We're gonna have to start predicting like weather yeah. reporters on how what drama is gonna come up next. Just just throw a hot take out there. Oh, and one more thing, one more thing. I ain't mean to interrupt. Sorry, I forgot again. But who you got for Warriors and Raptors and uh, Rockets first? My bet. Warriors by five. Warriors by and five. Rockets, Spurs. I think the Spurs probably win that. Spurs. By okay. like ten. Yeah, 15. I'm same way. I just wanted to put that out there. I didn't know if you were going to say Raptors. And the the throw Raptors will give the Warriors a good game and then the, you know, mm-hmm. like KD. Yeah, Katie's he's gonna on, get switched off of Kawhi a couple times, he's and he's gonna end up on like Pascal Siakam or Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> KD's just gonna put the fear of God into them, True. and it's gonna be disgusting to see. Like oh, yeah. it, it's gonna be nasty, but you know you never know. They might just key on. I think Clay's the key here. True. Yeah. If you get Clay hot, this game's over. I've never seen. Like, we talk about Curry and Durant, but I've never seen someone finish a game faster than Klay Thompson. <laughs> like, Especially when, when he gets, oh, my God. he's going in a row, you're like, wow, this is this, yep, this is it. We're done. We shouldn't yeah. have even shown up today. It's like playing Pro-Am or Rec Center. Oh, yeah. It's like someone hits, gets takeover, and they hit three threes in a row. You're like, well, well chalk it up it. to the game. He's not missing again. Yeah, man. Um, But, yeah. That concludes our NBA segment. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're only interested in the NBA, just cut this off right here. Ooh, ooh. Uh, now we're moving on to the NFL. <laughs> I can do these a lot quicker. So, recapping Week 12, Thanksgiving matchup. Bears handle Lions despite Trubisky's absence. Do they have the best defense in the NFL? 
Yeah, I think they're one of the only teams that are actually really playing anything that resembles a defense right now. And uh, they managed to squeak by with the backup quarterback and Chase Daniels, and that's exactly what you want from your team in a midweek. They played like a bunch of games in a row, like really close together. So, yeah, the Bears are for real, man. And they, they could make a deep playoff run because that NFC is really tricky. Um, but – I don't know if they're better than the Rams or the Saints. We'll have to find that out. Uh, is Stafford finished? Because the Lions stay? Probably. I think he always makes games competitive and then he just blows it. The Lions stink. They stink. You stink. I mean, he's got the way. You stink. Cowboys beat Redskins, putting them further in the driver's seat in the NFC East. Redskins were finished as soon as Alex Smith went down. Uh, the Cowboys are sneaky sneaky in that NFC and um, their defense is nice. Zeke is on fire. Dak's playing a bit better. Amari Cooper is turning out to be maybe not worthy of a first round pick, but he's certainly producing how you wanted him to. And that's what you kind of want out of a seemingly star receiver. So yeah, I think the Cowboys are a tough matchup and we're gonna, I'm going to talk about them a little bit later because they have a huge matchup tomorrow night. Everybody should tune into Um Saints handle the Falcons convincingly, showing that they're still the best team in the league by far. Yeah, this is a complete team. The Saints are, like, comparable to, I don't know, maybe the Warriors or something like that. Like, they, I think if the Chiefs were the the Houston Rockets, the, the Saints are like the Warriors. Like, they dominate on every phase. And they have so much firepower, it's ridiculous. But... And the Falcons, you know, they've been dealing with injuries since the beginning of the season. They have never, they haven't gotten right yet, and uh, yeah, they're probably finished. This can, this division's a little bit too competitive. They haven't even surpassed the Panthers, who are struggling right now. So, Saints got this division wrapped up. Eagles versus Giants. Eagles pick with good win against NFC East opponent and keep their chance at a wild card spot. Wild card spot alive. Uh, you know. Super Bowl champs haven't been in their best form all year. There's a lot of glaring holes, but they're still fighting because that's what Philly does. Um, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll win the division, but it's a nice showing staying competitive when things aren't going your way. Uh, the Giants stink. I'm not even going to talk about them anymore. I'm sorry. Giants are garbage. It's disgraceful. It's just, it, it, It's a disgrace. Uh, Bills versus Jags. Bills win by three points. A nice game for Josh Allen. It's funny, this Jalen Ramsey was like calling Josh Allen trash in that GQ interview during the summer, and then Josh Allen came out and outplayed the whole Jags. And and um, Jalen was courteous after the game, but didn't rescind his comments. So, you know, that's what corners do. Like they trash talk, they never back down. So you have to you chalk it up to the game. Um, Jags are really bad, and it doesn't just solely rest on Bortles' shoulders. I think this whole team has to blame for it. They have not been performing the way that they were last season. And Bortles just got benched for Cody Kessler, who hasn't won a game. So if that doesn't tell you the state of the Jaguars, I don't know what else does. Uh, Seahawks versus Panthers. Seahawks went nice against a tough side, keeping their playoff hopes alive with a homestead coming. Yeah, Seahawks are competitive too. You're in that Rams division. They're keeping it together. Seahawks, Russell Wilson always performs. He always keeps them in it. 
I don't know where the Russell Wilson slander comes from, but he always keeps him in it. Uh, the Panthers have been struggling, um, missing easy opportunities and just not not executing when it really matters. And it's going to cost you. Um, Browns versus Bengals. Browns cr- crush Bengals in a convincing fashion. Andy Dalton's out for the season with the hand injury. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield snapped this game. He threw for like four touchdowns. And he commented on Hugh Jackson after the game, was talking about how like they have a staff now that they believe in, and like uh, you know, it's it's just funny. Like you get rid of someone like Hugh Jackson, you get rid of someone like uh, I forgot his name, it was Greg Williams, and now the Browns are kind of playing better. It's like that little spurt that you get when you fire a coach. Um, Baker's nice man, uh, and he's always he's never been afraid to speak his mind. So shout out to Baker Mayfield. Chargers versus Cardinals. Chargers dominate the Cardinals. Rivers completes 25 straight passes, breaking a record. How dangerous are these Chargers? You know, the only hurdle left for me when it comes to giving the Chargers the respect that they probably deserve by now is if they could beat my Chiefs. If they beat my Chiefs and win this division, my slander of the Chargers will end. But until then, it all runs through KC. The media loves the Chargers. They try to make a hero out of the Chargers, but no. Until they clear that hurdle, just like until we clear the playoff hurdle, we can't be better than the Steelers or the Patriots. It's just how it is. Until they do that, they are still our little brother in that division. Um, but yeah, shout out Phil Rivers for that great performance. And Melvin Gordon's hurt too, so that's something to watch for this team because they got a tough game against the Steelers coming up next weekend or next Thursday. I th- it's soon. Uh. Broncos versus Steelers. Broncos stunned Steelers with a nice end zone interception and the game up seven. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy game. Defensive. The Broncos played a lot of hero ball, a lot of guts, and the Steelers just didn't execute, and they finally got punished. Steelers are, are always pulling off dumb comebacks and, and improbable things, and they finally lost a game like that, and the Broncos sealed it. And uh, right after the game, Le'Veon was talking about how he he commented on a Colts picture of the Colts offense and was like, imagine with two with an eyeball emoji. So we were thinking about, hey, you know, what if Le'Veon was over there with Andrew Luck? How good would they be? Probably really good. That's where I want him to go. Yeah, I I think he'd be really good at with the Colts because they never had a they haven't had a star running back in a long time, and uh, he'd be perfect for Luck, man. He'd really elevate that offense to heights that they haven't been at yet. Next up. Speaking of Colts, Colts versus Dolphins. Colts defeat Dolphins, keeping their wild card chance alive, allowing their first sack since week five. Um, they've been really good lately. Andrew Luck's been balling, been getting protected by the offensive line they heavily invested in in the draft, and uh, they're on a five-game winning streak. And this is what you want to see from a quarterback who's been off and on with injuries. His, he's gaining his confidence back. His connection with T.Y. Hilton is great. They got a, a nice stable of running backs who are – carrying some loads in their inner, you know, tight ends are nice too. Eric Ebron, bro. Eric Ebron, shout out you. Reviving your career when everyone doubted you. The Lions. When you play for the Lions, your career dies. No secret. Don't go there. Um, next up, Vikings versus the Packers. Vikings pick up an important win, burying the Packers even further down the hole. They may not come back from. Aaron seems confident, but who's to blame for the Packers' struggles? I, it's, it's Mike McCarthy and their youth. They're just young on the defensive side of the ball. And I think 
Aaron losing Jordy Nelson kind of really hurt them a lot more than people thought. And Mike McCarthy is as a coach is just finished at this level. It's like Milwaukee and the NBA got rid of Jason Kidd and were able to reach new heights. It's time for Green Bay to let go of Mike McCarthy. Let him go. Get Aaron a coach for you waste his career, man. Him only having one Super Bowl for that team is like blasphemy. It's it's insanity. Please get Aaron Rodgers some help. Please. But he hasn't been playing great either. So, you know, it's a combination of things, but I think it's mostly on the coaching staff. Texans versus Titans. Texans dominate. Titans keeping their winning streak of eight alive. Are these Texans for real? Yes, they are for real. This is a team that just grinds out wins under the radar. They got Demarius Thomas. He caught two touchdowns, I think, against the Titans. That defense is nice. Deshaun is nice. J.J. Watt has returned to form. This team is going to be a problem for AFC teams because you think you always have them, but they, they grind out wins, man. Shout out to Deshaun. And the Titans, you know, they're a spoiler team always. They're going to be in it until the very end. Just don't let them make it to the playoffs. I don't want to play them again, man, especially not after last year. Looking ahead, Saints versus Cowboys, which is tomorrow. Chiefs versus Raiders, Patriots versus Vikings, Chargers versus Steelers, who I have in those games. Saints by convincing probably like 45 to 20. Chiefs versus Raiders, 50 to 7. Patriots versus Vikings, 21-14 Patriots. Chargers versus Steelers. 23-20 Steelers. I think Charles missed a field goal or something to tie the game. Uh, that concludes our NFL segment. Um, thank you for tuning into that. Uh, lastly, European football. One of my favorite topics to cover. Because it's a lot quicker. And uh, it's still new in my mind. So re- I want to recap the Premier League week. Man City versus West Ham. City puts four past the hammer. showing no sign of letting up. Man United versus Crystal Palace, a disappointing draw for the Red Devils, adds to the drama for that side, with Mourinho blaming players again, putting out weird lineups, and, and parking the bus against a club that just, you don't need to park the bus, especially if you're a top club. Like, Crystal Palace is, is a tough team, but if you're parking the bus against them at Old Trafford, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Explain yourself. You go at this team, that's how you beat them. Uh, Tottenham versus Chelsea. Tottenham sends Chelsea with a tactical masterclass. Sun, Delhi, and Kane score wonders against them. A proper blemish on their record, giving them their first loss of the season. Yeah, I, you know, I had just finished watching my Liverpool game, fought, fired up the stream for this for this game, and I was like, okay, how is Chelsea going to win this game? Because I just had a feeling that was going to happen. But from the get go, it's like Chelsea was completely outmatched. Like. They scored that first goal fast. Delhi, of course. Delhi does not like Chelsea, obviously. He scores all the time against them. Um, and from then on, it was just Chelsea's back four were getting ravaged. I'm surprised it was only like 3-1 because it could have easily been like 6-0. Um, but Olivier Giroud scored a late goal for Chelsea to make it look flattering. But it was still really, really bad. That was a really bad loss. Um, lastly, Liverpool versus Watford, three, three nil to the Reds, a solid open of the scoring followed by a Trent free kick worldy and a Firmino header. It's a great game to watch. We were kind of out of it. Like we've been lately until like the second half. Then we really snapped on them. And that's what I like to see from Liverpool. Obviously 
knowing what happens in uh, today in the Champions League, we didn't really build too much momentum from it. But uh, I'm going to talk about that now. Uh, Lion versus Man City. <sighs> Lion taught, drew with Man City. Um, Lion's playing very great football. I'm a fan of Lion. Um, and they, you know, they play tough. They play City tough, man. City has not been able to get a result out of them that they would like. They got beat the first time. They drew this time. Juventus versus Man United. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, Juventus versus Man United already happened like weeks ago. So I'm going to take that off. Man United played young boys and they won 1 0. And Juventus won 1 0 to, uh, I forgot who they were playing. Uh, PSG versus Liverpool, what a disappointing matchup for my Reds. Uh, lost 2-1. Uh, we just didn't show up. Um, the Parisians played with like an insane fervor. Like We just did, couldn't match it away at Paris, and we really got to regroup. I knew this game was lost the minute I saw that team sheet. Like The, the midfield that we trotted out there was just not going to compete with Verratti and, and Neymar. It was just... It was bad, and I, it was like a. I, it's just sad seeing that bad lineup and and knowing you're gonna lose, and then it actually happening. Like we had life, we could have equalized late, but nah. Paris was just playing with an insane amount of grit and determination, and we just couldn't match it. So disappointing result, but all we have to do is beat Napoli at one nil in a few weeks, and we're through. But I don't know if Klopp is worried about the Champions League this season. It seems like his his focus right now is the Premier League and winning that and just saying, forget the Champions League. We got to the final last year, and let's just focus on the league and the FA Cup, and I don't know if I agree with that. Win it all. Show you're the best club in the world by winning every competition you're in. Um, Tottenham versus Inter. Tottenham got a late goal by Christian Eriksen to send Inter out. Um and now all Tottenham needs to do is go to Camp Nou and beat Barcelona to get through the group stage. Uh, Napoli versus Red Star Belgrade. Napoli won 3-1. Um, yeah, that's tough. Red Star is always a tough match if they beat us. Um, but they got that late goal, which is going to help us later because all we have to do is, like I said earlier, win 1-0, and we, we get through. Um, lastly, looking ahead to the Premier League weekend, Arsenal versus Tottenham. Uh, I think it's the London Derby. It's going to be a good matchup. I could see Tottenham taking. I could see Arsenal. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. And lastly, Liverpool versus Everton, the Merseyside Derby. Um, I hope my Reds come out with some energy and a proper lineup, get our guys in there who haven't been playing, and just stop Everton. Just stop Everton. Shut them up. They're a terrible side. Just shut them up. Win 3-0. I would take 3-1. I think 3-1 is more accurate. I think Richarlson will score a goal for Everton. Uh, And that concludes our European football segment, and it concludes all of our segments for the week. It's good to be back. Yes, Uh, very good to be back. It's a lot to talk about, and there will be a lot to talk about next week. Um, So I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. I don't know what Dad's going to choose for the outro music this week, but I just want to say thank you. I don't even know what I'm going to choose. Hmm. On Twitter, and I'm with my co-host. 
there's me dev uh dude named dev on twitter uh follow us on twitter at from deep pod uh we are also on itunes you can subscribe to from deep pod on itunes uh i i also want to give a shout out damn i can't talk i also want to give a shout out to uh fucking uh, uh, uh looking glass uh we are on their network as well um and they have us uploaded with their schedule as well so we're on itunes if you um if you mess with looking glass if you're uh, listening to them too we're uh, on their page as well for itunes and we have our own itunes page so uh thank you guys at looking glass uh i don't know what i'm gonna choose for the outro um if you haven't listened to the jid album go do that uh <laughs> they came up hey you know what you might have gave me an idea hold on what let me see uh i wonder if we're gonna get copyright struck for this uh fuck it (laughs) hey yo that shit's too good we're doing it hey it's just the instrumental though (laughs) just the instrumental though they're probably gonna get us out the paint. We're done for. <laughs> yeah, I just say, hey, look, follow us on iTunes. They're gonna go to iTunes and be like, yo, this podcast. My ancestors are smiling down upon me, Imperials. You say the same. <laughs> hey, yo, this song slabs, bro. Go listen to that JID album, man. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We're just gonna let this music rock for a little bit, man. About to go play some Red Dead Online. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey. <laughs>